Hello, hi, welcome to another Chisapod. I am Joy Pandey. Tune in for your entertainment scoop for the week. Uya's umzanzi celebville is filled with flavor, but you know that ge obatla go tseba gore fame e re mongwaneng. Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Tonga yongi ntonje because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pot. Welcome back to another episode of The Chiss Apart. If you're new over here, then you should know that every Friday we're catching up on the latest entertainment news. And if you're a regular degular, then welcome back because you already know what time it is. And it's Music Friday. So, of course, we're going to start with some music news. Today, we commemorate the life of Ricky Rick. It marks two years since we lost him. R.I.P. still like we never die, we multiply. Um, Tyler, I see you and Young Stana have announced that they have a song coming up that is has a collaboration with Ricky Rick. The song is titled Ilanga and you can pre-save it for the 8th of March. Definitely looking forward to that one. In some other news, Tuso Mutawung will return on air. Skawara, skawara. Of course, we did see the report made by City Press where they alleged that Mutawung had been dismissed with immediate effect. Apparently, it's fake news. The, the SABC rubbished the claims that the presenter Tuso Mutawung would be, was fired. Um, in a statement that they shared on Thursday, they revealed that the radio personality had merely been unscheduled and would be returning back on air in two weeks. So... He's definitely going to come back. Um, nobody has been fired. Um, and obviously he'll be coming back with his uh, co-presenter. So we can squash that, right? All right, moving right along. So the Cultural and Creative Industry Awards have been launched. For the first time ever, the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture are set to host these Awards. So the minister, uh, Zizi Goto, acknowledged the presence of uh, legends in the room yesterday, this being on Thursday, right? Um, highlighting that the theme of the inaugural event to take place on March 30 is recognizing the stars, or rather recognizing the brightest stars. Let's listen to what he had to say about the event set to take place and more. What we, what we did, just in terms of the process, we appointed an eminent, credible uh, adjudication panel led by nine other than Nonun Chingila, well-respected in the industry. And there are many others when that, um, if I can give you the long list of that panel, it's about the integrity of the process. But second is to make sure that um, from the government point of view, we don't have many inter- intermediaries because some of this corruption, fraud and so on happens because there are so many intermediaries. There's very less that the government will contribute towards these awards. For them to succeed, we need a contribution of the corporate sector. The corporate sector pays direct, not to government. It pays direct either to service providers. So there's very little exchange between individuals. But all that is important is that government must drive their vision. That vision may want crowdfund, for example, coming from the private sector. And I think the work that we've done, we, I think we, we, are, we, can, we are short now that the private sector will come in numbers to make sure that it contributes and make this event a success. Well, of course, it does raise... Or it did raise some eyebrows, the fact that they're deciding to host the awards all of a sudden. And But of course, uh, another thing is the fact that they will not be funding this completely. They will have sponsors on board to make sure that these awards take place. They are aiming quite high, though, trying to... um, I remember Zizi mentioning that they're trying to make these awards to sort of be like the Oscars and the Grammys of South Africa. 
But also, I was just like, you could have started with the launch, right? <laughs> so the launch of the event was not so opulent. They were not so spectacular. So I think... It was kind of like wishful thinking. It kind of sounded like they were selling us dreams. And also, if you look at the Grammys, child, we know that in South Africa, when it comes to awards or any type of event, we're, we're just expecting a welcome little square carpet. So I hope they definitely go all out and make sure that these awards, they don't put just money in, obviously, the the winners of the yeah, giving the winners the 10,000 rand or the 100,000 rand uh, prize or whatever. But they also put some money in just the, making the ceremony look more spectacular. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the awards are said to take place at the Santon Convention Center. But they did not actually confirm that. So let's just say that's hearsay. But I definitely look forward to seeing um, what they do with this, these awards. I really hope that they... Yeah, they pull out all the stops and they do exactly what they said they were going to do, which is, you know, put them at a, make them at the standard, host them at the standard of the Oscars and the Grammys. Right? Okay. Now, in some other sad news, Lerato Khanyaho has opened up about her fifth miscarriage. Hectic. Now, first of all, definitely love and light, sending uh, sending love and light in her way, because this is definitely not an easy thing to, you know, disclose. The media personality took to her social media stories recently, revealing that she uh, suffered a miscarriage earlier this month. Um, she went and said that, pardon my silence, uh, this was the happiest but became the most painful part of this month of love. And this was obviously after she went mum on social media and everybody was just like, where is Lerato? What is happening? We are expecting you to post something for Valentine's Day. Little did we know that she's experiencing something quite tough. But um, in all due respect too, she did go on Instagram as well saying that she was forced to put this information out. I don't understand that part. For from what we read, and that we also, I hope, on her social media stories, it was her own words. Now, she took to Instagram stories just after that whole fact, saying that I have not been planning to share what happened, but it saddens me that some people saw it fit to disclose what doesn't need to appear in the public realm. Okay. Interesting. As a result, I was forced to divulge something I am still finding a way to make peace with. Thank you for the calls and messages. Your love and support has been incredibly comforting. Okay, cool. Two things that I'm getting out of the story um, that she shared. I guess maybe um, journalists might have caught wind of the story and wanted to put it out there. And she decided, okay, let me just one up the situation by sharing my own story myself. Or... I, that's actually the only way that I can see this fit because there's no way somebody went and posted this information without your knowledge and somehow we forced you to do it. No, that part doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go with the fact that she, somebody caught wind of the story and she decided to own her own narrative and share the story. So, yeah. But anyway, my condolences, Lerato. I mean, this is definitely your fifth time trying, so it's not an easy thing to share so really all the best with your journey she did mention that she's hopeful or she was hopeful and she will never give up and she's a phoenix so therefore she will rise moving right along Shebe shit has broken 
his silence after the viral fights. Now, I know we all know this man to be a convict, <laughs> you know, be somebody who is dangerous and has a very dark past. And recently we've, we've been seeing, or rather since his fame, actually, let me put it that way. We've been seeing videos of this controversial Limpopo born sensation fighting with his fans, seemingly fighting on stage slapping somebody or throwing something at someone when he's out gigging. Now, he went on his Instagram stories as well to, to say that the problem is, oh, this is his words, by the way, open quote, the problem is you are provoking niggas. Can I say that? I'm not. I'm not those people. I'm not a mother. Dude, I stab. I stab. Okay, you are busy provoking me, says Shebeshit, which is quite hectic. I think I think I kind of hear his sentiments, but I also feel like he should get himself together and not retaliate and just up his um, security. A lot of people, I've seen people kind of provoking him, throwing things at him, which obviously provokes him into anger and him being maybe somebody who has not healed from his traumas and past experiences, his first, uh, you know, flight or fight type of moment is throw the bottle back. In fact, let me maybe stab this person. <laughs> so I've seen him obviously trying uh, to run away, getting in his car and just like moving on with his life. But I think let's cut the man some slack. He's trying to move on. Yes, he's not Moyo Nguele. You know, he's not all clean and everything is good with him. But I think if somebody's really trying to move on, we should just give him that, you know, just let's just give him that. Let's just let the moon man move on. Let's listen to the music, which honestly, I don't know why we're still listening to it, but let's just support while he has the fame because we Lord knows how long this is gonna last for him, right? Now, in some other news, Quella Tebza is gearing to make a musical comeback. Who would have thought? Now, do you remember the uh, flutist, the brothers, oh, the trio, the most handsome trio also too. Let's just put that out there. They know how to dress. They smell good. They look good. Shout out. <laughs> but they're definitely making a comeback now on the scene to focus more on music. Now, we know that their focus has shifted had previously shifted to fight the plight of GBV in this country. But now they say they are back in studio. They have been back in studio, but now this year they're aiming to release some music. Let's listen to what they had to say. So this is what we've been waiting for as Houtingas, as South Africans, but we are glad that at least that the Department of Arts, Sports and Culture decided to come up with this big initiative. We look up to it. We will be there on the 30th or the 29th. I don't know which day is it. 30th. So we'll be there fully supporting our government as well because we believe in musicians. We believe in artistry. We believe in arts as a whole, as in general, because this is one language that speaks to all nations, doesn't choose color. And we, we love music. Music uh, lives within us. I thank you. And I, I think I think the beauty about it is the the bringing together of all um, uh, arts aspects or the entire culture of South Africa. The beauty of this country is enormous, and I think it's 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 a it's a trade or it's some it's such a feature that we can export to the global world or to the industry. I mean, and for once we will have a lot of people recognized from all the dis, uh, dis, different uh, spheres or facets of the culture, the 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 the, the the creative, uh, well, the film industry, the music and all of that. So we're, we're sort of melting everyone in one pot and that's the beauty about all of this. 
All right, that's it for some music news again, obviously, as it being Friday. But let's just go back to some scandalous stuff. <laughs> Natasha, Tahane and Lodge have broken up. Now, here's the chat. Yes, we got the announcement on Monday, but the, bro- the breakup apparently happened a long time ago. This is according to Natasha Tahane, who went on her Instagram stories yesterday saying that... Um, At least she came out alive and people should stop trying to console her because this happened a long time ago. Those are her words. This happened a long time ago. So people who are saying she must heal, you know, wishing her love and light, they must chill. She's just grateful to be alive. And I feel like, um, I feel two ways about this. Okay, one is the fact that, okay... Natasha, we were not really a part of your relationship because you decided to keep that private. Kudos to you, and you didn't obviously do a good job with that. But I feel like you're also leaving us some stompies there, and I feel like now we are kind of feeling entitled to some answers. This is the second time that the actress is alluding to some sort of... um, or She's suggesting that she might have been abused, to put that bluntly now of course this is speculation but this is what we're reading from your words natasha all right she also often announcing the bro- the breakup went on her instagram stories posting that rihanna interview after the rihanna interview where she was speaking about uh the abuse that she experienced under the hands of chris brown so i want answers i've texted her i've called her girl What's the chat? If you're speaking, say something and say it loud so we can hear you. We understand that you're safe and like sound. You're on the other side. You're very grateful to be alive. But what's the chat? Because what you're suggesting is quite huge. And obviously this is a big star. So we definitely want to know the chat. So I feel if he's actually an abuser, an alleged abuser, can he just be brought to book? That's all I'm saying. In other news, Mina Tamini is set to make her debut in the world of comedy roasts uh, with Laugh Africa Comedy Festival and Showmax. The media personality will be in the hot seat at the Santon, Santon Convention Center on April 5th as comedians take a dig at her illustrious career and personal stuff that she's been going through. Now, we all know that the media personality has been in the entertainment industry for 14 years and her personal life yet, well, yes, against the professional, has made headlines a lot of times. The media personality alluded to using this opportunity to setting the record straight. Well, I hope she does that. Uh, I think this is definitely a good thing for her. Uh, We've never seen her, minute I mean, like, We've never seen her in this light. So I think this could work good for her. And obviously this is when the joke didn't land for her when she was trying to make a joke about Kune on live on TV. Remember that? Anyway, she's back. She's saying, you know what? Make fun of me. It's all good. Let's just laugh about it and move on because I have thick skin. I definitely feel like the fact that she's been in the industry for this long, it makes sense for her to have thick skin. So she can take it. There's that on that. Now, lastly, my condolences go out to media personality Ndogoza Mulefe, who is struggling to come to terms with the death of her partner, radio personality and media mogul Cliff Nkamula, DJ Mulo Songwani, who died in December last year after his battle with cancer. Ndogoza recently took to her timeline to reveal that DJ Mulo was laid to rest uh, on the day that they were meant to be married. 
Oh my God. Which is quite hectic. They laid him to rest with um the suit that she, he would have worn on the wedding day, um, which she says she found comfort comfort in. But it was a sad day for her, of course. This is sad news. Um, I don't even know why we have to talk about it, but we're talking about it. Here we go. Yeah, my condolences. I think it's not easy for to lose a partner, especially. I mean, they really looked like one of the most perfect couple in this Mzanzi has ever seen. Um, they've been together for quite some time. And of course, they have a son together. So my condolences, love and light towards her because this is obviously not an easy journey for her to embark on, especially at such a young age. So much life yet ahead of you and your partner, you know, Washon. My condolences again. Moving on to some light-hearted news. Ino Matijane got candid about her transition journey. Now, for two years, Ino had been going through gender dysphoria, waiting for the right time to start her journey. Now, this until she underwent therapy and decided to start her hormone replacement therapy on the 5th of of February. Now, she shared this with the world, announcing that her pronouns are she and her. Let's listen to what she had to say. Being a trans woman also doesn't mean like you have to be like, fully be those women who's always in wigs and makeups and heels. You know, it's just like a cis woman who sometimes be at the sneakers. Some of them do not like their makeup. Then I was like, you know, maybe it's just that person who sometimes just doesn't want to have a bare face. Sometimes you just want to wear sneakers. It doesn't mean that you don't, you're not a trans woman that you feel like you are. It just means that you have preference. Do you get what I mean? And when I started accepting that and being like, I can be whoever woman I want to be. I don't have to prove myself to people by always wearing heels and makeups and then I find that I was being more exceptional of who I am. Well, thank you, Eno, for sharing your story with us. All the best on your journey. We definitely look forward to being a part of that journey too, you know, as you share a little bit of the changes that you go through and shed light on the world of being a trans woman in South Africa. Now, that's it for this edition of The Chisapod. Remember that you can find our latest podcast, review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to get your podcasts. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Chisalive. This Chisapod is a Times Life production and our producer is Demi Puzo. I have been your host, Joy Mpande. Until next time, it's goodbye for now. Yeah.